Hello and welcome to the Bee Podcast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here with Sarah Godey and Monica Steely. And today we are doing our last session on Be Good to Yourself. Um, Monica, tell us a little bit about um, what we'll be talking about today. Today we're talking about being beautiful, which is a hard topic, I know, for a lot of women um, to address because if anyone is like me, um, you would not call yourself beautiful, would not think yourself beautiful, um, would identify a million other people that you call beautiful. Um, But this is about us individually and what beautiful is for us. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had a hard time coming up with verses and limiting our verses because (laughs) there's so many great verses um, in the Bible. So again, we have quite a few verses and we'll have those on. I love she sings every time we do the Bible verses. (laughs) I know. I just need to hear Amber and I go, (sighs) (laughs) and my day will be complete. I don't even know I do that. That's going to be so funny to listen back to it. I'm like, I'm so excited. Um, Okay. So in any event, uh, this is a really passionate, again, I think every week's going to be passionate to me, but this was part of my journey in Be Still, Be Free, because God really had to take me through um, a refining time where he said, hey, there are just some things I want to work on with you, because in order to have the most influence for my kingdom, I need us to soften a few things. And so the Lord had laid on my heart 1 Peter 3 um, and and. First Peter 3, 3 and 4, really verse 4, but we're going to do 3 and 4. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold and jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Mm-hmm. Um, or in one translation, it says, which is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. And man, that just really pierced me because I thought... Gosh, okay, I'm fading beauty. I want. I need to figure out. <laughs> Monica and I are 40. We are 40. We need the fountain of youth. We just found in First Peter 3, 3 and 4. Help, help. Um, and so, you know, I needed to, I, I don't know, I needed to figure out how to be that countenance, to have that beauty that it wasn't, again, in so much of the things that I was doing, but more a person of who I was. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, we all have our own little journeys with our physicalities. And so this was just God kind of saying to me, hey, listen, I just want you to have this gentle and quiet spirit. And if you can be gentle and quiet, that is valuable to me. I can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. I can work through that. And the spirit of God can work through that. And I can be glorified through that. So that was a huge verse for me. And I have been trying to... Um, live it out more and more over probably the last seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So I'm passionate about that one. Proverbs thirty-one thirty: charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. First mm. Samuel sixteen seven. but the Lord said to Samuel, and I think it's very interesting here. He's talking about a man. This isn't about a woman. This is about a man. Mm-hmm. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at mm. the heart. And in this verse, the heart here actually means his soul. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at his soul. He's yeah. looking at his spirit. And then Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. Many of you have heard this. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Mm. Gosh, if you can just really grasp the A mm-hmm. part of that verse, 
Um, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I would probably bet my bottom dollar that 99% of all of us today have not praised God once or even twice (laughs) this week for being fearfully and wonderfully made. No, we don't ever do that. (laughs) No, because we don't think we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We don't accept ourselves at all. And then Ecclesiastes 8.1, wisdom brightens the countenance of the face and softens hard lines etched in the face. Um, And wisdom here just comes from what we're talking about, about filling our lives with truth, Hmm. filling our lives with God, filling our lives with um, the image of Christ. We don't need beauty cream. That's right. Ecclesiastes 8.1. Put the mayonnaise (laughs) away, girls. (laughs) So in any event, um, wanted to look up some some definitions. And, you know, America is known for being a very vain country. Um, We sell a ton of beauty products. And Mm -hmm. so I thought it'd be interesting to see what some of the more culturally relevant definitions are out there. Okay. The first one is just a plain old American uh, definition uh, is pleasing the senses or mind aesthetically. And that was, I believe that was Webster. That was really weird. I did not plan on reading pleasing the mind. Right. At all. At all. That's and very interesting. Yeah. I just, I thought senses, yes, but mind, I would have never put into a definition for beautiful. I love this one. This is an urban dictionary, um, and it says, Beautiful is a woman who has a distinctive personality, one who can laugh at anything, including themselves, who is especially kind and caring to others. She is a woman who, above all else, knows the value of having fun and not taking life too seriously. She is a woman that you can trust and count on to brighten your day. She is a woman who can inexplicably make you feel really good just by being around her and yet bring such great sadness when she is gone. She is a woman who I will never really get to know. And I think that's probably because there are not a lot of women out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Mm -hmm. think of beautiful this way. Because I would have expected, in an urban dictionary, I would have expected to read, she is a woman who thinks she has a so-so personality, who really never laughs at much, definitely more at herself than at others. She is kind to others, but not necessarily to herself. Mm. She is a woman who, above all else, knows that she's not worth having fun and that she does take herself way too seriously because she thinks the world takes her that seriously. She's a woman that you cannot trust or count on to brighten your day because she is of so much bitterness and so much sadness that she has nothing to brighten your day with. She is a woman who can inexplicably make you feel like she is just so-so and that life is not so great when you're around her. You don't really notice when she's there, but you definitely know when she's not. And she is a woman who you know too many of. Hmm. That, I think, is how a lot of women yes. see beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we see ourselves. And that is everything contrary to what an urban dictionary yeah, defines and as this beauty. This urban dictionary didn't mention anything physical. Nothing. Mm-mm. Which is amazing it to me. It didn't say she's a size zero. Yeah, it, it didn't has say really long hair. Anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I nothing. think there's another thing. If you read into that, like, you know, I thought about a second definition. You know, she is a 
34C with perky breasts, right. with a 26-inch waist that can fit into a size 8 at any time at any store, juniors or not. You know, she's <laughs> right. a girl that can wear any Victoria's Secret bra or panty yes. and look as good as the model. And sprouts angel wings yeah. just like them. Yeah, she is a girl who has the perfect hair and never has a bad hair day. Doesn't need she, Botox. Ever. She is the girl who never needs laser treatment on her 40-year-old face. She is the girl who um, wears the, the perfect perfect outfits. She is the girl who blogs the perfect blog. Mm. She is the girl who makes home life look so great and makes looking like a VIP or a CEO Mm -hmm. to be the most easy thing you could ever do. Like that is what we think beauty is. Right. Totally. It's nowhere. Even Christians think that. Absolutely. Absolutely. They wouldn't say that. You would do that again? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All together now. That was fun for me. And so then the Hebrew... uh, Hebrew translation is Yaffa, not Rafa. We did Rafa earlier for still. This is Yaffa, Y-A-P-H-A-H, and it literally translates beauty. So there is no lost translation with the word beauty. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So in any event, um, you know, we talked about this last time with contentment, I believe it was, when we were talking about being content where you are. Uh, that that was a reference Paul was talking about with the church in marriage. Um, kind of similar here in First Peter 3, Peter is talking to the church about relationships, uh, masters, servants, husbands, wives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I said with contentment, I think it's just as important here that there is no relationship that more mirrors the relationship of Christ and the church than the bride and the groom. So I think that we can totally take First Peter 3, And anything that it says about husbands and wives, if it's saying the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord, that's me and God. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That is going to be me and God. Because here's the deal. If I get that about me and God, and I I knew this, I had to learn this, I knew that I could, I could revival, bring a revival, have a huge influence. Not that, that we had to have a revival because, Chris, I love you. Our marriage was great. <laughs> I knew that there were things that I needed to contribute. And if God tells me that gentle and quiet is of great value to him, I had to think that gentle and quiet would be of great value to my husband. Mm. I think that gentle and quiet would have great value to your coworkers. Yes. Gentle and quiet, you know, I, um, I am a nurse by trade, and nurses can be incredibly harsh. And when you're around that, sometimes you're just like, i got to get out of this. There's so much negativity. There's not a ton of gentleness and quietness sometimes. Um, Sometimes there is, but sometimes there's not. And so you're just like, you want to implode because you just, you can only handle so much of that. So I think no matter what your relationship is, gentle and quiet can just really have a lot of value. Well, and how much more impactful will it be with your kids when you're gentle and quiet versus brash and loud and... I mean, every, every friendships and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a quality that the people around you will see in you. And want to emulate. Cause, because I know, I mean, I have people in my life that are gentle and quiet. And every time I leave their presence, I'm like, gosh, I would just really want to be more like that. Right. Not in a putting them on a pedestal way, but like a godly jealousy of an admiration of that quality yeah. that I wish I possessed in a greater degree. That's right. right. And I think it's important here to remember that if you try to change who you are in and of yourself, as God reveals different things to you and you're praying that God reveals to you what you need to work on, 
you are going to fail if you do it by yourself. And that's why when Jesus left this earth and transcended into heaven, he said, my father and I leave you a gift. And that gift was the Holy Spirit. Um, So remember that we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us to empower us to learn these lessons and embrace them and transform our mind. Um, and that's doing, a really important it is. point, too, because we're talking about a gentle and quiet spirit. Right. We're mm-hmm. not talking about, like, some people have louder voices than other people. Right. <laughs> I mean. This is your spirit. This one included. That's right. So do I. So do I. This is your spirit. And I'm glad you brought up that point because the next point has to do with that. It says gentle here means meek and quiet. It means tranquil, exhibiting a peaceful attitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just gentle, a peaceful and tranquil attitude. You know, that is mm-hmm. that is a way of being. That's yes. not a doing. That, that transcends your situation. That's exactly right. That's who you are on the inside, mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances exactly. are. Um, it doesn't mean to be silent. Rather, mm-hmm. it is the condition of her spirit or disposition. This is yet another example of how when we choose to be still and know that he is God, God in us via the Spirit empowers us to have unfading beauty through the inner self and not the outer self. And that's um, a quote from Linsky. So I think that it's important to remember it's the inner self, Mm -hmm. not the outer self. Mm -hmm. It's the inner self of gentle and quietness produces great beauty, not all the hours that we spend on ourselves trying to become beautiful. And what does that look like? Like, what does a gentle and quiet spirit look like? Because immediately in my mind, I think of a person who is very just quiet like do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. a person who is just quiet and doesn't say a whole lot and doesn't offend a whole lot of people Mm -hmm. but I don't know that that's exactly what a gentle and quiet spirit means in an everyday situation it doesn't and that's why it says here it doesn't mean to be silent when researching this information one of the um, websites that I I went to um, saying that it doesn't mean to be silent it's it's how you deal with people it's how you it's the countenance that you um, carry when you are talking to people, when you're dealing with a tough situation, when you are diffusing or when you're uplifting, whatever that is. You know, take somebody who's brass and harsh and they're trying to affirm you. You don't listen to it that much because mm-hmm. their tone doesn't go with the words that the they're words saying. That they're actually, well, right. it's the same thing if, if you have a harsh tone but you're telling people, that, you know, you love God and you love them and you love you, they're not going to believe that so much. If you have a harsh tone with yourself and you're constantly tearing yourself down, my daughter and my son do not believe I think I'm beautiful when I am being harsh and judging of myself. Yeah. Well, I think it really um, also wisdom is a huge part of it because a gentle and quiet spirit is going to know when to speak and what to speak Mm. and know the timing and the presentation of all of that. And, you know, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes, um, chapter 8, verse 1, that says, Wisdom brightens the countenance of the face and softens hard lines etched in the face. It's like when we are acting and speaking with wisdom, it changes the countenance Mm. of who we are and makes us visibly more beautiful Mm. because we're acting in wisdom didn't and that happened to you like you had experienced that didn't you (laughs) I did I had a little bit of a Moses moment in my (laughs) 20s as I was coming out of my crawling phase of life um in my 20s now I had was living alone and um I had gotten in the habit of getting up and doing bible study before work 
Um, and I would sit on my back porch with my coffee and just me and God pouring through Bible study together. And one morning, um, I just felt like talking to him and listening instead of just doing my Bible study. I decided to be. Mm-hmm. And so I sat on my back porch and the sun was rising and we just started having a conversation and I that gave myself time to stop and to just listen. And it was the first time in my life that I really heard him speak Mm -hmm. to my heart. And so we were having a conversation and I, then I kind of snapped too. And I was like, okay, wait, is this just me talking to myself? Like, how do I know if this is God? And I don't like something just happened. And I just knew like, Mm -hmm. and it completely changed me. Um, and I went to work and was on cloud nine and just, I don't know, I just felt new from the inside out. And, um, as soon as I walked into the office, someone said, oh my gosh, what's going on with you? You look radiant today. That's like so it awesome. just showed all over my face, like God's glory and being in his presence, being still. And, and I knowing think that him. is exactly what this verse is Absolutely. talking about. I yes. exactly. It's like a new Christian. If you've ever been yes. around someone and if you can remember yes. when yes. you accepted Christ, if you were old enough to process all of that, um, I can remember recom- re, um, committing my life to Christ at mm-hmm. 13. I mean, I'm pretty confident I was saved as a young child, but I just could not remember praying that sinner's prayer. And I needed, I needed to know that I knew that I knew. And so I will never forget after I did that, the light feeling of yes. I yeah. had just this joy. And I, it just, it came out. And if you've ever been around a new Christian, like there's just this countenance that That's is so, true. so important to have. But here's the deal. We're not saying that and it doesn't say here either. Um, the the verse is not to be interpreted that you are never supposed to braid your hair. You're never supposed to adorn yourself. <laughs> right. I'm braiding you my know, hair as we literally. Say. <laughs> if you all can watch me, I've got my ponytail in my hands and I've been braiding for the last ten minutes. <laughs> That's right. And she does have makeup and on. And I still feel holy. And she does have yeah. Hair and I still feel holy. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we're not talking about that. You know, we talked about being healthy. In the last couple of weeks. And so absolutely we need to, to exercise and take care of ourselves right. to be healthy. But this is, this is more of an identification of who you are. Mm-hmm. Is your identity in how you look and trying to sell yourself on how great you're put together on the outside mm-hmm. and how young and youthful your skin looks? Nothing wrong with that. But if it becomes your idol replacement for what true beauty looks like, then we've got to have the flip-flop. Yeah. Exactly. We need, to, we need to flop the way we're thinking back to it's the inside first. Yes. And then everything else is just icing on the cake. That's right. And that is just, it's key. And, you know, we were talking before we started the podcast, just some of the things that we've experienced. And I want to just share with all of you, whether you are single and trying to find a man worthy of you because you're so beautiful. <laughs> if you are married and you have a husband that still looks upon you as being beautiful, um, or if you're a mom with daughters, I just want to share the story mm. with you. So I have a 13-year-old son, and he got a phone at Easter, um, which is, you know, so great and yet so horrible. And um, it just comes with a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's got girls that text him and Rye is, he's a good kid. He's a good looking kid. He's tall. Um, you know, he's just one of those kids and, and I'm really not patting myself on the back cause he's my kid, but he's just one of those kids kind of commands your attention mm-hmm. when he's around. And part of that is his physicality. And so, um, he has a lot of girls that will text him and there have been a couple of girls that he's like, they are so cute. 
And then a couple months later, he's like, yeah, I just don't think they're that cute anymore. And, and we'll look at what happened. And they are just nagging him with texts. And they don't know they're doing this. These are girls sure. that don't know what they're doing. Right. They think this is the way it's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. This is the way they think they're going to get these guys' attentions. Mm -hmm. This is the culture they're growing up in. And note to moms out there, we need to educate our daughters um, how to be. And if you're single, like you need to educate yourself on how to be, because you can take somebody who's physically beautiful, mm. but because they lack the integrity on and the wisdom on the inside, they become unattractive yeah. to other guys. And these are super cute girls and rise mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I'm done. Like they're not even, they're not even cute to me anymore because all this other stuff got in the way. Mm -hmm. That is practical example yeah. of what God is saying here. You know, let me um, share something. When I, before Greg and I met, um, I had just come out of a very um, pit, a very big pit, just a very big, ugly, ugly pit. And what I was, was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Could you say that again? Did you say, did you say it was a, a hole? No. Oh, wait. What it was, was a word again? pit. Oh, oh, a pit. Sorry, okay, I'm I didn't so get sorry. that the first time. You all just need Could to you back off. That, You're not beautiful anymore. None of you. Uh, Snarky isn't part of the definition of beautiful. No, but it's I fun. I feel like I have a gentle and quiet spirit right now. Um, but I had come back to church and was just like, back into this place with God and I was showing up at church every Sunday and completely pouring my heart out in repentance and worshiping and just really trying to like get back to where I had been like from this dark place. Meanwhile, Greg is in church, this, you know, huge church. And he, for a while had been seeing me in church and praying for a wife and would always tell God, like, she just looks like she's so close to you. Like, if I could if I could have a woman like that that is, looks like she's so close to you that, like, has that great relationship with you, like, that's what I'm looking for. Mm. So, but I was there pouring out my ashes. Like, I was mm. repenting every single week and, like, breaking my heart before God. Like, I'm just so sorry. I'm, I just want to be done with this. But Greg saw it as beautiful. And it was mm. that whole verse. I think you have it. The, yeah, beauty for ashes. Read that, Amber. Well, Okay just so happens. I have it right here. Um, that God will give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes and an oil of gladness instead of mourning. Yeah. Like God just took all those ashes, but made them beautiful to somebody else. But I was focused on my relationship with God and fixing it. Mm -hmm. And so, and Greg found that beautiful. So yeah. cool. And so when we ended up together and like, you know, we're getting married and he was sharing all this with me, I just found that such a perfect illustration yeah of our relationship with God and what God's definition of beauty is. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome because most women, I think, are in such bondage because of their situations, mm -hmm. because of how they see themselves and how they see that they're not, that we don't even give ourselves the chance to be seen as beautiful to yeah. someone mm -hmm. else. And we think we've got guys figured out. We, you know, culture is telling us that they want this, but every bit of research that I did said that they want this. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget when I was in college, I was a, a hostess slash, slash waitress at Applebee's. And um, my manager told me one time, he's like, yeah, you're the marrying kind, not the dating kind. And I was so mad about that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I want to go on dates. Like, I think I'm a pretty cool chick, you know? You're a classy, cool chick. six, yes. eight back then, yeah. you know? And I hadn't had kids, so my boobs were where they were supposed to be, all right? <laughs> and I just did not get that. And Addie and I were actually having a conversation about this other day because we were talking about Rye and some of these girls and how to... to 
to filter through it because it affects her because she's just one age or grade below him. And I said, you know, Addie, just always remember there's two different kinds of girls, the dating kind and the marrying kind. You want to be the marrying kind mm-hmm. because the marrying kind, their list of attributes are completely different than the dating yes. kind's list of attributes. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be in bondage of always just being the dating girl or do you want to be broken free and being the marrying girl? And I'm not really talking about human relationship. Yeah. I'm talking about truly being someone that you can look in the mirror and say, yes, I have a big zit on my forehead but I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That does not identify me. And I'm going to do the most that I can with what God has given to me, but I am not going to let what's on the outside be my identity. It's going to be what's on my inside. Mm -hmm. Break free from those chains. You know, Mm -hmm. don't stay in that bondage. Um, Again, truth in, truth Mm -hmm. out. If you will put in truth of what beauty looks like, if you struggle with feeling beautiful, do your own research. Get out there, find out what God has Mm -hmm. to say about being beautiful, and start living it. And don't say, well, that'll never work for me. Because if you don't do it, you're never going to give God the spirit, the chance to come through and out of you Mm -hmm. to be beautiful. Well, and it's so important for us to do for those of us that have daughters. Right. um, Because if we're not living this out, then they're going to fall into God, the world's point of view about what beauty is. They are. And fall prey to that if they don't see us walking it out and our sons are going to think that that's what they're supposed to marry yeah. right and that's not what we want them right. to marry we and I'm are not the biggest saying, testimony and example right and i'm not saying like don't wear makeup no, or no, anything no. but that's it's just modeling yeah. the being of beautiful not the doing of beautiful that's right there's a difference between being beautiful and doing beautiful natural mm-hmm. beauty from the inside out yes or helped out beauty from the outside in. Right. Um, okay, so I really want to read this because I think this is huge. I got this from the internet, and I apologize that I cannot give um, kudos to whomever wrote it. There was no specific author written down, um, and it was with a ministry, and um, I I don't have that specific information. So if you wrote it and you're listening to this and, and you want credit, feel free to email me. <laughs> be still be free.com about Sarah. Yeah. I mean, Monica. <laughs> um, so I just want to close with one final question. Was Jesus beautiful? Because if we're trying to do this whole thing of in the image of Christ, we need to sit down and say, what was Jesus's beauty? You know, we knew he was, we, we hear that he was handsome. He had wonderful coloring. We know different things about his native characteristics, but we don't really know what he looked like. So when we think of beauty, what do we think of with Christ and his beauty? He says, when I asked that on Sunday morning, I got varying answers from the congregation. The answer is, it depends on what you mean. Isaiah 53, 2 says, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. When Jesus was arrested, he was beaten almost beyond recognition. The soldiers scourged him until his skin hung in tatters. They pushed a crown of thorns on his bloody head and covered him with a purple robe. They beat him, and then they beat him again. They nailed him to the cross and suspended him between heaven and earth. It must have been hard to look at him near the end. Finally, he cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Then he bowed his head and he died. The father looked down from heaven and said, that's my beautiful son. Jesus was never more beautiful than when he died on the cross. By the world's standards, he was a criminal. To those who believe, he is our savior. 
To the Father, he was the suffering son who had completed his task on earth. Living under the cross is beautiful in God's eyes. Put your hope in God, follow Jesus all the way to the cross, and your life will have a beauty that can never fade away. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. That is it's huge. That is so beautiful. And we will probably put that on yes, the blog. Yes, we'll put that in the show notes. Because sure. I think that's something that you can print out, keep clear, near, near and dear to you, and pull it out and read it whenever you're having a moment of weakness and your beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so to end a couple of practical applications yeah. that we can do, um, Amber had a great idea. She uh, thought it would be great if you just found two or three people that you really trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you could even be strangers if you want to, you know, someone you don't know super well, but a husband, a family member, a coworker, whatever. Yeah, try and let it be someone that, you know, you obviously are close to, but maybe someone like that you're not... It's not like your best friend in the whole world, and you know that they're mm-hmm. going to say Tell you exactly, exactly what, what you, you want to hear. hear. Right. <laughs> Except for me. I'm only going to ask people I want to ask. Okay, so just go up and ask them. Listen, I have a question for you. I'm doing, I'm doing some stuff for myself. Tell me why you love me. What is it about me that you love? And ask let, for two or three things. Two or three things. Keep it simple. Um, I, I use this new acronym with, um, with my kids. I got it from a book that I'm reading. It's called KISS, Keep It Stupid Simple. Okay? So keep it stupid simple. Don't ask, you know, this deep thing from your friends. Two or three quick, simple-minded, why do you love me? Or what do you love about me? Um, second to- secondly, we were talking about quiet time. Mm-hmm. And we heard about Monica's uh, story about her quiet time actually changing her countenance. Mm-hmm. And how somebody actually recognized that. So, again, put power in the fact that God wants to spend time with us every day. And ask him to allow the spirit inside of you to radiate out of you. And have somebody actually notice it. See what happens. See if you mm-hmm. get a, 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 a connection with that. And then thirdly, you know, we're all about lists. We love lists in this group. I am a list maker. (laughs) Identify areas in your life that you know are not beautiful. Just be real with yourself, whether it's because you're being, you're, um, you know, quick-tempered or, and I'm not talking about bodily doing. I don't do enough stuff. I'm talking about the attributes about you and not even necessarily your weaknesses. I'm talking about what do you do about you? What is there about you that you do not think is beautiful? Mm-hmm. identify them because you can't change them if you don't know them. For example, I knew that I could be brash and I knew that I could be harsh and I could be opinionated. Mm-hmm. Those aren't beautiful attributes. I wanted to be beautiful and right. I took to heart the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit is of great value in the eyes of the Lord. So identify those things. And if one of our Bible verses don't work, go find one that does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go find one that does and use that to apply to whatever you're working on in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, girls. Well, who wants to pray for us today? I will. Awesome. Lord, we're just so thankful for um, the wisdom that you have just given to us through your word. And I thank you for the opportunity that we have had to focus on what it means to be good to ourselves. Because you are so good to us and you are a good father who does not give anything that is not good and pleasing to your children. And so I pray that you just help us to continue to see the good that you have for us. Um, We just love you. I pray that you will just speak speak beauty into all the women that are listening. Give them eyes to see what you see in themselves. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.